Alright guys, today is September 7th, Labor Day. My day so far has been pretty chill, not gonna lie. Woke up, ate a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs, delicious by the way. Then took the dogs out, Elwood, and Elwood the Great, Amber Pants, you guys are chilling. Then me and my lady Dash, we went to the beach, which was nice, we drove all the way down there. Free parking, not mad at that. Went on the beach, a bit sandy, it was windy. Sand was blowing all in our faces. It was a bit annoying, I'm gonna be honest. That part was not cool. That, but then we get into the water, so damn cold. So damn cold. It took me like 10 minutes to get in past my balls, basically. So cold. That part was rough. But once we got in, under the waves, the water, like it felt like it heated up. I got acclimated. We got to play in the waves, man. It was really sick. Yeah, so Labor Day has been going pretty good. And uh, I'm feeling really grateful. I'm just grateful for life. I'm grateful for my dogs, my lady, good friends, good laughs. I'm grateful to have work at the moment. Work's always good. Making money's good. Um, I'm happy to see the homies doing well and their dreams coming true. Uh, that reminds me, we just released today. We put out AIN Life Episode 2. And in this episode, we go skydiving. And we took Corey Goonan. This is the guest today on the podcast. We took him skydiving for his first time. And uh, if you've ever been skydiving, at least for me, my two experiences have, have been like terrifying. I've been so afraid each time. My lady Dash a little tougher than me. But uh, yeah, we took Corey skydiving and we surprised him. We surprised him with his first pro model board right when he landed. We had his friends and family come out. And we made a moment of it, man. Me, Ramsey, the All I Need crew. It was so sick, man. It was a good time. So, episode two, right now, it's out. If you go to allineedskate.com or allineedapparel.com, you can watch it there. Um, Corey, I had a great conversation with Corey today. He's just a cool dude. And I'm hyped to share this podcast with you. He's a very level-headed, focused individual who loves skating with a depth that I can recognize. So... I'm hyped to share this. Also, um, oh yeah, we just dropped a new t-shirt for All I Need. Uh, Paul Francis Lambert, he designed it, and I'm super hyped on it. It came out, it's the Rain Rain tee. It says, Rain Rain, go away. All I need is the skateboard today. And we have two colors. We got a white version and we got a black version. You can check this out at allineedskate.com. Those are for sale now too. Um, but check with your skate shops first. And if they don't have it, then you can hit up the website. Uh, if you don't live near a skate shop and you want to cop the shirt, allineedapparel.com, that'd be tight. So, yeah, thank you guys for everything. Thank you for supporting everything. Thanks for paying attention. Thanks for you living your dreams and doing cool stuff, too, and just inspiring each other. Like, that's how it is, you know? Like, the more of us that do cool stuff and look towards the future and are happy and trying to prosper and grow and learn and... The, the more of us that do that, the more we'll inspire those around us, and it'll be awesome, you know? We can literally live our dreams. We can work hard and create them. I really believe that. So, with all that, I'm done talking. Thank you. Happy Labor Day. I love you guys. Peace. This is The Shepherd Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability. To make up. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Oh.
hope to get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah. Come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. And then sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the streets. All right, guys. Today's guest is Mr. Corey Goonan, and he's actually been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Who were you on with last time? Twice before. What's that noise? Wow, is that a plane? It is! <laughs> Damn, listeners, my mic picked up a jumbo jet that's like thousands. Actually, this is it's perfect. Pretty, it's kind of low. Yeah, it's, it's like a, too low, actually. This is actually perfect because. Oh, it is! It, that plane's gotta be what? 10,000 feet up? What do you. Yeah! <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> I mean, you're somewhat of an expert now. You've been up that high. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, well, well, I guess that's where we'll start. We're not going to start in the beginning like I normally do. We're going to start with skydiving. Something that we just recently did, man. Um, I don't know. Tell your side of it. How did it come to be? Well, you're doing the show and needing ideas for the show and just texted me one day like, let's do something sick. Hell yeah. And that you, you threw out skydiving and one other thing. I don't even know what because the skydiving was immediately like, yeah. Do that. Yeah, it was probably something strange. To do that, so, and then like, you know, we talked about it or whatever. And then, if it was anyone else, it would have been like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll do it. But, but since you were talking about it, I knew we would actually do it. Yeah. So I immediately got psyched. Like, if you say you're gonna do something, fucking do it. So, I was like, yes. I, I try. I try. Um, why did you want to do it? Just the crazy factor. Yeah, you, a feeling you've never felt before in your life, like. Falling, just the feeling of falling. I've always, it's kind of weird, but like I've always wondered what it felt like to like be sitting there or like you know on the on the side of a building. Yeah. Jump off buildings. Yeah. It's, again, it's fucked up, but like no, I, that I think feeling, of it. Feeling you never, you've probably never had that feeling before falling for that long. Yeah. So I always wanted to know what that felt like, <sighs> and without killing yourself, skydiving <laughs> is the only other way to, to find out. So I was like, yes, I want. Yeah, I, I know that exact feeling because I've been up really high on things. I'm super afraid of heights. But every time I'm near the edge, I just want to look over. And I'm like, I just, you always imagine, not that I'm suicidal, but I'm always like, I could, like, imagine if you jumped. Imagine the what fucking would experience. What that be like? Yeah, yeah man, it's crazy. And, like, the mo- and the moment right before when you know you're going to jump. Yeah. And you haven't yet, like, what what you're thinking then, just like. Well, I went back, I went back uh, yesterday. And I watched the raw footage. And what I noticed, which I was surprised, was you fucking went towards the door. I don't know. Like, you looked excited to go towards the door. I'm telling you, I was. I was so curious. Fuck that, dude. What's that like? Alright, here we go. I'm, I was curious too, but I like I was very reluctant when they opened the door and like I had to slide towards the door. Just the physical act of like getting my body over that way, even with someone strapped to me pushing me, I was still like hard to even hang my feet out. Yeah. But you like shuffled right over in the video, and I thought that was like <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. the way I looked at it was like 
if anything went wrong, what a way to die. True, true. You know? Yeah. Fucking flying through the sky like yeah. a superhuman, well, and then no. the parachute never opened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't even feel it, right? No. It would just be like... It's flat, yeah. Fuck, I mean, man. It would be awful, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, from that moment where it doesn't open to the ground, but, like, you you died doing something, well, for me, that I always wanted to do. Yeah. That, you know, not a lot of people do, or... It's, like, you died having a feeling completely new feeling that you never had before like i don't know that's how i justify it because i'm like when i tell people to try skydiving like oh no i'm way too afraid or da 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 and da 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 i'm like yeah so was i but i'm like just i'm like when you think of crazy things you can do on this planet one of the craziest things is to be thrown out of a plane in free fall and like you like i was watching in the footage when he told you to look down at your foot that's when it's like you look at your right. foot and then you see past it. Yeah, yeah you're it like, real. yeah, it's like you can't get that any other way. Exactly. Yeah, so it was amazing risk, for sure. Risk reward, like the reward from that experience. Yeah. Worth the risk, which isn't even, you know, they tell you the odds. He said. He said. Um, I wish I remember his yeah, name he, right now. He said uh, the you're more likely to have the vending machine fall on That's what it was. Which is funny because. In the footage, you can see your mom in the background, and I think she's trying to get the vending machine to fall on her. I'm not sure what she was doing back there. <laughs> I have no idea. It was like the whole family came in, and yeah. then they were just fixing... It looked like she was doing work on the vending machine. I'm not sure. She she's like, I think she was trying to steal it. <laughs> I have no idea. We caught her on tape. Yeah. And then like the rest of them came in. It was like a perfect glimpse of the like, family. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is... uh. Because I don't really know your family that intimately. I've met them briefly, but it just seemed like a good thing to do. It was. When I, I got all excited and told you, because it's fucking perfect. So not even, not even just skydiving, because we went skydiving. You had this crazy experience, but then we had a surprise for you. Yeah, you did. All right. Um, take us through. Take us through jumping out of the plane first. Like, when you scooted towards the door, like, what did they tell you? How did they go about? Like, how did that work out? I mean, I honestly don't remember. The one thing that I do remember, I don't remember scooting to, towards the door. I don't remember him, like, clipping onto me or whatever. I don't really remember any of that. The one thing I do remember was the moment where, like, you're sitting there, and you don't jump. He throws you out. Terrifying. So, yeah, so like, terrifying. Like, I was cool up until that moment, and then when he did that, I was like, I had like a four seconds of like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah, you're not even in control at yeah. that point. And after, and he did a flip, which was totally unexpected. The footage is sick. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming, so that was another oh fuck moment. And then. Did you feel it in your throat, and you're like, when they. Because when, I, when I did it, that's where I, like, the, you're completely thrown out of a plane, and you just, like, it's like that feeling. That's yeah. the only thing I can describe it as. Yeah, and just, like, the rush of wind. Yeah. All these things you've never felt before, a view you've never seen before. It's, like, it's really overwhelming. Yeah. So I feel like, I, like, a little bit shut down or, like, just forgot because it's, like, sensory overload. I know the feeling 100%. Like, I definitely experienced every moment of it, but I don't really remember details or, like, 
I remember they were trying to get me to like look at the camera and all this stuff. So, like, That's yeah. why the footage is genius. Yeah, because you're gonna relive it. But I was just like, I don't like, I no, I just want to look down and look at this. Like I don't, you know. Yeah. We can play around with the camera on the ground. Well, the guy, the guy that was strapped to you, he was strapped to what is that? Look at this, the rabbit. Like, is that this? Why is it all white now? Maybe it's just this a is, different this side. Is tail. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're out back in my backyard. I forgot to mention that, but uh, yeah, we got wildlife out here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guy that you had, Tara also had Dashell. Yeah. She had strapped to her as well, and that guy was so talkative. Yeah, he he like was trying to be like steal. He was like trying to steal the show, kinda. Yeah, he was like a personality, like yeah, like TV personality. Type. Yeah, it was weird. Um, my guy was super chill about it, and he was like whispering to me basically in this weird like German <laughs> accent. It was kind of creepy. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that's He'd be like, okay, so now lean back, and but I can't do German very well. You got a good German? I don't. Uh, he was like, he was like, Zach, go, no! I was like, whoa, shit. Okay, I'll do it. Just kidding. Um, all right, so I wanted to ask you about, because for you, sorry, for all the people listening, the noises are like my neighborhood. There's like cars going by and stuff like that. So sorry if it bothers you, but we. I don't. like the crickets though. It's like a nice little like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. It adds um like a nice little feel yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So we don't give a fuck though if it annoys you. So suck it. Um, I mean that very nicely, and I love you. Suck we, it in a very loving. Yeah, I have like a real abusive relationship with my listeners. If yeah. you can't tell. Sorry about the car alarm going off right now as well. Son of a bitch. But still suck it. Don't yeah. It, but who gives a shit? Um. Oh, for you, the thing about skydiving for you is that. We went up first, me, me and Dash went up, did our thing, and it was a small plane, so you can only fit two people jumping at a time, and then you went up separately, but you had the drone, the human drone following you. Right. Was, was, did, did you actually look at the dude that jumped with you and was filming you from that perspective? I didn't, yeah, I mean, at one point I did, I didn't know he was there until, seriously, the whole time I was just looking down, like, taking it all in, Yeah. and then at one point, the guy, like, tapped me and was like, Tell me to look over there. I look up and like the dude's just falling like, <laughs> with a camera or whatever he had, and I was just they're, like again trying to get a reaction out of me, like wave or do something. He kept putting his hand on your head. I don't know yeah, why. I, don't, I have no idea. I think he was trying to get head from you mid parachuting. He was like, "This is my shot." <laughs> Could have been, dude. He was a weird guy. He was a little strange. Nice dude, but definitely strange. Yeah, and then there was him, and then there was another guy. The you know, the guy who talked us through everything before yep. we went into the plane? The owner. I don't really know why he was there. I think Actually, he was just hyped. He just wanted to go yeah. jump or something. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just hyped. So there was, I was falling, I look up, and there's a guy right there, free-falling, and then there's another guy right to my right. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of crazy to be to be doing it, and then look up and see... Just bodies. Like, see them, like, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like, it really, you know, put it into perspective, I guess. So it's cool to see it. Yeah, I was wondering because, like, I went first, and then Tara went, but I couldn't look up to see her go because I was freaking out about falling, yeah. but also, I tried looking up, but the sun, it was, like, right in my yeah, eyes yeah, when I yeah. looked up, so I couldn't even see her, yeah. but I, w- I was, like, imagining how cool it would be to be, like, falling with someone next to you. Yeah, it was pretty... Just like, what the fuck? Just watching someone fall through the sky. Yeah, it seems surreal. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so then they pull the shoot. Yeah, they pull the shoot, and you fucking, like, you feel it. Dude, I have bruises 
on both my shoulders from the harness. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Like it popped blood vessels or whatever, and uh, yeah, like does that, and you you feel like yourself slip a little bit. That's what I experienced. And yeah. Dude, after like we were free falling for maybe you know a couple seconds or whatever, and the guy was like. All right, you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I just have to tighten your left strap a little bit. <laughs> and he fucking tightened this thing, and it like, it was like, and yeah, like oh I my came God. up like two, three inches. So it must have either loosened when he pulled it, or he didn't tighten it enough. There was too much fucking slack in that bitch. Yeah, I don't know. He's imagine if there was too much slack and it was just and just completely let go. One arm. <laughs> oh my God! If one arm came loose. Jesus Christ! Yeah, what about steering it? Cause I saw I didn't realize you yeah. did that till I watched the footage. Cause yeah. I wasn't I was you went after us. Did you that, do that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I didn't, I didn't like it. No, you didn't. No, I, I just wanted to like fall and or not fall, but just like float and look around. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't like it, but I like that's when I started getting like motion sickness. Yeah, cause it, it's like very powerful and it spins you. Like he told us to pull like on the right, pull down on the thing, yeah. and then you your body starts to like fly out because you're turning. Exactly. Yeah, and you're like starting to spin in a circle like you're on a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah, and I he had me do that too, but like I didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want to do it. It was cool just to, like feel in control of it, cause then you really do feel like you're flying. Very powerful. Yeah. But like I don't know. I think if I did a little more, I would get used to it. But I did, it definitely made me like a little. Queasy. Okay, so you're you're turning, you're fucking free falling, you're floating now, uh, you're floating, you're turning, and then you're coming into the landing strip. Do you see everyone coming up to you, or no. you didn't? No, yeah. I, I didn't know anything until like I landed and was just like totally blown away by what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so not prepared for this, for like what you guys had planned. So I just remember Ramsey running up to me with, with the board and just, I seriously thought I was dreaming. All right, here, here's a good time to stop then. All right, so for those listening, Corey's been skating for all I need since uh, in the beginning, uh, 2011, I guess, 2012, right there. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been skating? 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. When did you start? Like, what grade? What age? I sort was of. Nine. nine years old. Yeah. And what got you into skating? I think. I mean. I tried like everything else. I tried playing sports. Didn't like it. What sports? I tried playing soccer. I think. You look like you'd play soccer. I the only thing. I, I mean, you look like you'd play soccer bad though. You're kind of lanky and you have like flippers. So you, I imagine you running just. I have long legs, dude. That's good. Yeah, but you're you got long hands and feet. I imagine so you're probably a better swimmer. Like in soccer, you're probably chipping over your feet now. No. What size shoe are you? I'm a nine and a half. Oh shit! I'm way off. Yeah. I, I would have said eleven. What the fuck? See, people think I'm tall. I just have... I'm super skinny. I have long legs. Oh, no. you, it's an you illusion. Explain the truth. It's because your belly... belly. <laughs> the belly button. His belly... Every time I'm like, how do you have so much pop? And he shows me where his belly button is. It's basically level with my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's like all... Your legs are I'm super all, long. I'm all legs. You're like a frog. Are you French at all? No. What is your nationality? Um, like Irish and German. I don't know why I asked that. Uh, me either. <laughs> I just was like, what's his nationality? <laughs> Do they French people? I heard French people had long legs. I don't know. I someone bagged some French action. <laughs> so, your belly button's super high, so it's not... You actually have a mutation advantage 
because you're more leg. You're more like a frog. You have so much leg that you can just pounce up. I don't even have pop, it's just proportionate to the length of my leg. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um... Anyway. Yeah, how, so you're nine years old, you see, how do you, how do you see skateboarding? Where does it come from? What's the interest here? I found one, I mean, I always liked, like, I, in soccer, the only thing I liked was running. Like, I always liked... Oh, like, that's the worst. I know, but I like to, I like to be moving, like, I just love, I like going fast, like, I used to run everywhere. I was like fucking Forrest Gump. I was, was going to say. Just like <laughs> running all over the place. But run, Gunit, run! <laughs> I, uh, I did, um, I did like BMX for a little bit. Sick. But it was whatever. Like I never cared too much about it. And Me, then, you, and the Muska did BMX. Right. I Good think a lot, a lot of skaters did before they found skating. Because it was like rad or something. It was like one of those, yeah, it was like a daredevil kind of activity. Like, I don't know, you can go fast, same thing. You don't need a team, it's still like... Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, I found a skateboard in my uh, in my grandfather's garage that belonged to my dad. It was like a Nash, I think, something like that. And me and my brother started riding it, and it was, like, immediate. Like, this is it. Like, just, instantly hooked? Yeah, we both just, like, picked it up. We uh, both wanted boards. We got boards for, like, I don't know, Christmas or birthday or whatever. And it was just... That was it. Every did you day. know you could do tricks and stuff at that point? I think I did know, but I don't know how I knew. Was like Tony Hawk big? It's like I don't. I honestly, I have a shit memory. I don't. I don't remember that far back. I do remember like I was aware that tricks existed though. Like, yeah. I knew. I think maybe I saw kids at skate parks or something like that when we would do BMX. Yeah. So I knew you could do things with it, and. Like, that was the thing. Like, first learning ollies or whatever. Sick. Just practicing ollies for, like, a year or whatever. Like, <laughs> and the fact that you could just, like, do it by yourself. You didn't need, like, you didn't need to do it at a, go do it at a certain time. You didn't need to, like, get your parents to give you a ride anywhere. To yeah, go like, Mom, because you get the minivan and the orange slices, I need to go skate. Yeah, it was just, like, it was spontaneous. You could just go do it. Yeah, you know, which is very freeing. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, and it like it was great for even at that like young age, my state of mind. It was just it was always like clear in my mind every time because I could focus on it. Yeah. So I wouldn't have like crazy racing thoughts, any of that shit, which I'm like kind of prone to or whatever. No, yeah, me too. And skateboarding totally helps with that because it forces you to kind of focus on what you're trying to achieve or what you're trying to figure out. It gives you a task at hand, yeah. and you kind of obsess over it. And, it. and the only way to do it is to try it and experience it. So you don't really have time to think about all the other shit in the world except for what you're actually experiencing at that moment. Because yeah. you could get hurt, you know? Or you yeah. could, or, so, or you're just so infatuated with it. So you're just playing with the skateboard, and then it's just like... You forget about the outside world. It's like a love affair. You just yeah. fall in love. Or the other thing it could do is like, instead of if you're trying something, obviously it gives you something to focus on. But the other thing it can do is totally just turn your mind off. Yeah. Like I've had moments like that where it's just like, I don't have a care in the world right now. Like there's nothing else. The flow state. Uh, yeah, I'm not even thinking about anything right now. I'm just feeling it. Like yeah. Feeling what it feels like to ride. I, I just did skate camp with uh, this whole week from 9 to noon at Skater's Edge, and uh, I had kids with me, and I was trying to tell them exactly what you're saying. I was like, skateboarding is about experience, and if you're in the experience and you're doing it, 
you're going to be submersed in this like moment, you know? So you you could almost be in like a flow state where you're not you're just kind of doing it as you go, you know? Especially after you've done it for years and years and years, you can hit those moments where you're like, "Holy shit, it feels like magic." It's almost easy at times, you know? Yeah, there's there's like there's sometimes where like your body feels right, your board feels right. Yeah. I don't know if like you if other people have these moments, but you feel like you like certain days you're like I feel like I could try anything right now. Like yeah, it's some like perfect blend of your your mental state and your your physical state. Yeah, your, like your board feeling right. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's like. Yeah, it's awesome. Because you don't want it to end. You're like, this is where (laughs) I'm no longer afraid to try that fakey like to back lip or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's just run this out until I can't walk. Gunan's going skydiving right now. Actually, he's gonna leave the podcast, jump out again. Um. All right. So, what's your what was your family situation like? when you found skateboarding and are they supportive and what was going on because you're saying you're talking about your mind racing and and i know you've been through some stuff that you know growing up that kind of i feel gave you a different perspective than most people that i meet um i mean i had like i had a fairly i had a stable home life there was uh which is awesome yeah it wasn't like any you know anything like like you've been through or you hear horror stories from people's home lives it was nothing like that it was honestly like I've always been super shy super sensitive like as a kid and even now like it's not as you know as bad as it was or not bad but it's I'm not as sensitive as I was when I was a kid maybe but like sensitive how like to other people like, like super emotional yeah. Just like I, emo. I feel everything. Yeah. I, I don't like to emo. <laughs> it's fucking awful. But no, like. I don't know. Did you have black hair and like eyeliner? No. Don't no. lie. I didn't. Everyone wants to I know. I tell you. <laughs> no, there's gonna be a photo out there on Instagram somewhere one day. Like Farazi will post it and be like, "Check out Guna," and you're like, "You're leaving a hot topic." And you're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Dude, I was like on the fence about even bringing up the emotional shit. <laughs> No, I completely. I'm just making fun. I completely understand because I'm hypersensitive even to this day. Mm-hmm. I'm like you were describing. I'm much better about it as I get older. Yeah. But you le- yeah, you some people are. Handle your emotions better or whatever. Where does that come from? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know if people are predisposed to it or if, if it's like whatever happens to you when you're a kid. You know, whatever does happen to you when you're a kid obviously shapes how you are as an adult whether you like it or not yeah i work with it but i mean no one else in my family is like that there's there's just no history of like emotional or uh, mental illness or anything like that yeah like so i don't i have no idea where it came from it just it was there from the jump and how'd you deal with it or, and did you even realize it was a problem um i mean no i realized it was something that you know there was something about me that maybe was different than you know other people or something but i never looked at it as a problem i always kind of i just kind of liked it i like to feel things i guess (laughs) whether they're awesome or horrible i I enjoy you know really feeling feelings yeah yeah absolutely so i'm kind of i'm cool with it like i don't really care I'm uh, I'm used to it, and I've obviously learned to handle it better as an adult or 
I completely understand because I I'm the same way. Super sensitive. Growing up, um, for me it felt like a problem because uh, like the way I grew up was like dysfunction and I was in the projects and stuff. So when you're sensitive and you're around these people that are on drugs and aren't feeling, they're just kind of jaded. And they're really alone. Yeah, I felt super alone, yeah. but I also felt very vulnerable because I would talk to people and they would take advantage of my my willingness to like feel and listen and yeah. my sensitivity towards them. Right. And then they would sell me these stories and sap sappy stories, and I'd invest my time, my emotion, my energies, everything. Because yeah, being like that makes you empathetic. Yeah. So you like, especially if you've been through crazy shit, yeah, you can yeah. understand other people when they. Because you can feel it, you, yeah, exactly. you, you know feel what it. it. Feels like. Yeah, so you're instantly like, I don't want anyone else to feel that way either, because yeah. it sucks at times. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was for me. I had to like figure out a way to be like, even with some of the closest people to me, I had to be like, look, I'm going through my own shit right now. I can't take on your way to the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, please handle your own shit, so I can handle my own shit, and we can both rise together. And that was my way of, like, handling it. Because for a long time, I would just give and give and give until, like, I couldn't give anymore. And then I didn't, I was hurting, you know? It was yeah, like, yeah. I give so much, you know? And it, but, I mean, as you get older, I feel like you root those types of people out of your life yeah, eventually. You, you eventually find the people that, like, work that... Compliment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the right word. Sick. Um... So your parents, were they cool with uh, you skateboarding, mom, dad? Yeah, they both were. Sick. They, were, they both, um, me and my brother both skated and they would take us like, we had uh, boxes and rails and stuff that we that we had at our house, but they, uh, once a year they would always rent a van and drive me and my brother and like four of our friends <coughs> to the island. Skaters Island? Yeah. Sick. Just, like stay all day and my mom would have like bring snacks and like feed all the kids at the park and shit. Fucking mama gooning crushing yeah. it. So, they were always... <laughs> Always really, uh, really supportive of it. That's rad. All right, so now to get back to skydiving. What we did was, I wanted to take Corey skydiving. I mean, just because, I don't know, you're gooning. I like you. I, we were friends. We instantly connected because of skateboarding, all this stuff. First, I want to take you to the float tank because I experienced that. I thought it was awesome. You're similar to me in a lot of ways, and I was like, if I thought it was awesome, you'll think it's awesome, and you were game for that. So I was like, that's awesome. And then once you were down for that, I was like, I tried skydiving, and I was like, I think this is awesome. I want Kunin to try it. But we did. I did it for that reason. But also, all I need has been growing, and we've been working really hard. We put out Thrive Prosper Rise. We did a trip to California called AIN Cali Trippin. We've had several board series come out. We've been building the brand together, all of us, me, you, Billy, Ramsey, Paul, Francis Lambert, Dan McGrath, you name it, Kareem, everyone's coming together as a collective to try to, like, make this happen. In a time in skateboarding where people are getting dropped from sponsors and brands are dropping skateboarding because they can't afford it. So, you, you believed in all I need as much as everyone else, like, the same. So, to me... And you're at the point with your skating where I feel like you deserve to have your name on a board because you've invested so much time. You have a style and you have pop and control. You have a mature way of skating that people appreciate and like, and you work hard. So the skydiving was like, we're taking them skydiving for this crazy experience, and I really, I realized that was the golden opportunity to give you your first board. 
So coming out of the sky, flying down, take us in from there. Well, yeah, I mean, we we got on the ground. We were able to, like, walk out the landing instead of sliding. Which I couldn't do. You and Dash both did that. But I am, like, came in on my ass like a little child. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. I'm glad I, I was able if I, like, landed like that and then everyone ran up, I would have been on the ground <laughs> with all that, so. Should have just tackled you? Um, who, who was there to greet you? And everyone, dude. Was, there was four people or whatever when I went up yeah. in the plane, and then, you know, the first thing I saw was Ramsey come up with this, and I look around, and it's like, my dad, my mom, my sister, my chick, like, Farazi, Adam, you, like, everyone. We had little kids. Who were the kids? Yeah, my nephews, my girl's kids. Yeah. Like, it was like, dude, it was, it was so gnarly. As soon as you went up in the plane, everyone was waiting, like, 15 minutes away or 10 yeah. minutes away. And we just, I think Ramsey texted them all, like, all right, he's up in the plane. It's going to take about 20, 30 minutes before he lands. Everyone came shuffling over. Thank thank you, Ramsey, because Ramsey, I, I, I had the idea to do all this, but Ramsey actually helped me. He called everybody and yeah. orchestrated the whole thing. So having the experience of skydiving and then that, it, it, once you see the video, you'll be able to see it, but from your mouth. It was like... I mean, the way I was explaining it to people is, like, the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, the skydiving, followed by the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, <laughs> which is the, the board. And, like, I seriously, I almost felt bad because my reaction sucked because my brain seriously shut off. I couldn't, it was, like, it was too much. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to, I almost wanted to, like, I think I tried giving the board back to Ramsey. I, was like, I can't do this right now. Dude. And like, dude, I had to like, I almost cried. I had to like, I had to choke that back because like way too many people here filming and shit. And like, yeah, we had all the cameras because we were filming it for AIN Life, the yeah. second episode, which is coming out. And I don't think your reaction sucked at all. I think it was very, I know it was very genuine and very real, which I like. And then your interview, which I I stepped out of the room for because I don't know, it's just. I knew I knew you were gonna talk about like how all this came to be, and I didn't. I just wanted you to ha be alone and say however without having me there. But your interview was very genuine and very real and very. And I think you nailed it with the interview part of it. Oh really? Because your reaction it definitely wasn't like pulling your hair out and stuff, but you could tell you were in shock, kind of like holy shit that, and then now the pro board, and then with the interview you did a great job of composing yourself and actually explaining how you felt and like yeah. So that's dropping um, sooner than later. I'm waiting on my homie Manny, who's editing and filming, filming and editing the whole thing. He sent me a rough, ed he rough edit right now, and he's working on the music and all that stuff. But that'll drop on allineedskate.com, and I'll make sure to promote it and share it with all the social media outlets and everything. So, oh, more cars. All right, moving forward. I wanted to ask you how you met Jay from Solstice and that whole crew. Solstice is a skate shop in New Bedford, Mass. That we all skate for. How I met Jay? Oh, I remember. Um, it was right around the time I met you, actually, through Travis. I no was shit. With Travis all the time, and Travis, Travis is our good homie. Yeah. Travis, slow it up. Um, he was like, I never had a skate shop that I went to. Yeah. Like it was always just a shitty shop uh, in town. It was like a surf shop that had skateboards. It wasn't like a skate shop, yeah. No, yeah. No. And. Uh, so skating with Travis and you down that way, like, just one day went in there and met Jay. I think, like, you were, like, a big part of, like, 
you know, introducing me to him. Yeah. Because other than that, I was just a guy going to the shop or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, this is whatever. So that was, that was pretty much that. And then just, like, continuing to go out and skate with you and Travis and, like, starting to film and stuff like that. And at some point, you know, a few few months or a year maybe even after first going to the shop I think Jay asked me to like ride for the shop sick she was like I was blown away you know <laughs> like that was solstice yeah know? I mean they've been around for what 18 years yeah yeah it was like you Nick fucking Brandon all these like amazing people associated with it I was the same way, like, when I was younger and I met Jay and all those dudes, I went to New Bedford, and they had such a tight crew, and they were putting out videos, and I was that little kid, like, if I could just hang out with these dudes, how sick would that be? Because they knew all about skating, they knew about the world, about that world, and I really just wanted to get in there, and uh, when they were, like, the same thing as you, and they were like, yeah, you want to skate for us? I was like, Yeah. You know, like yeah. fuck yeah! Oh, this is, I've been dreaming about this. Yeah. I know it's probably silly, but yeah. it's awesome. How how do you feel about um? How do you feel about the state of skateboarding right now? Um. But where do you think we're at? How do you feel about it? I mean, skateboarding itself, or like the industry. A little bit of everything. I kind of want to know because everything's changing and shifting right now. It's like not as magazine-based as it was when we were growing up, and, like, the media's kind of changing in skateboarding, and, like, as far as... I, I'm asking because, as a new professional, skating for all I need, which we're all we're all working really hard for, like, how do you feel about the direction skating's going, and, you know, like, how do you see... What do you see your role as a professional skateboarder making an indent in skating, or how is it even possible, or... The one thing that, like, I think of... That, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, the, you know, the way I skate or whatever and my motivation to skate and all that, how I feel about skating, none of that changes. Yeah. But, like, the one thing that I've noticed is, like, I've been trying to, like, talk to other skateboarders more. Like, yeah. I've always been, like, a lot of people think I'm an asshole because I don't, I don't talk much. <laughs> and I usually, I have, like, you know, chicks have resting bitch face. They yeah. talk about, like, I have that, but for... A Wait, what is it? Resting bitch face. No, I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, like, some chicks, they're just, like, their resting face. Resting, like, ex- like tired? No, no, just, like, they're, you know, they're just chilling or whatever. Oh, they're, chilling they're, face. Yeah, they're <laughs> rest. yeah. But it's kind of, like, bitchy, yeah. though? Yeah, they got, like, a little bit of a bitch look. Oh, yeah, like a stink face. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's... Not, and yeah, then like they you... look pissed, but they're like, no, this is just how I look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what most people say. It's like, no, I'm not actually angry inside, it's right. just I have a stink face. Exactly. It looks like you smell shit, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you're... <laughs> so I get that. So people think I'm an asshole, I think, but... I never thought that about you. Well, that's good. But, <laughs> but I, I'll talk to anyone, so you might have been exactly, an asshole. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, you, you will start the conversation. So, yeah. So that, like, neutralizes it. I think I, I, think I recognize that stink face because I was the same way as a little guy. I was an angry kid with a frown, so yeah. it's, like, intimidating. But, uh... Those are usually people you need to talk to. Like that, so I got that, but I'm, like, I'm also shy, too, so I don't really talk to many people. Yeah. So I've been trying to, like, actually talk to, like, kids that skate parks or spots or whatever, like, any of the kids I see skating around town, that's, like, because I remember, like, going to, going to spots as a kid and seeing the older guys, and if they, like, if they talk to you or if they're, like, 
Oh, that was sick. Anything like that? Any, it, any... Dude, it could make your day. Any type of little, like, critique that in a nice way, like, yeah, you're anything. hyped. Like, yeah. I remember, I have a memory of some kid at, at the skate park when I was a kid giving me, like, a tip on learning backside feebles. Yes. And I still remember it to this day. Like, he was like, you gotta lift up at the end. You know, it was yeah. obvious. <laughs> and I was like, a little kid just like, ah, can't do it. But, uh... Yeah, that's like talking, talking to kids and just other skaters at all, and like any chance to like you know give them a memory like that or like get them psyched in any way. If you if you can do that, that's like that's like the best you can do, I think. Well, I'm fucking glad to hear that. Because yeah. I don't think we've ever really talked about this. This is the first time, but being a being someone being that we're trying to like keep skateboarding going, and actually more than that, we're trying to help it thrive and and, and grow and like. We're trying to, like... I, I know your motivation is the same as mine. It's, like, it's not for money. It's not for recognition. It's not... It's just you want skateboarding to be in your life. Yeah. And you want to be a part of something that's epic. That was a tradition that people built, you know, and carry it on. And um, I, I feel like skateboarders don't realize... Sorry about Elwood and Amber freaking out in the background. What I feel is... And, and it's a generalization. I realize that I'm not 100% right about this. But I feel like a lot of skateboarders don't realize the the amount of impact they can actually have on other skateboarders and the skateboard industry on a whole. Mm-hmm. Because I don't – skateboarders are introverts for a lot – or used to be. A lot of us were shy, introverted, like quiet. Skateboarding was a personal thing. You didn't really want to be on a team. You kind of wanted to be by yourself or with a few select homies. Right. So – but I feel like if you really want an industry or we want this thing that we love to grow and we can be able to like do more stuff with it and have our dream – like have your name on a board, have Paul's art on this board, have – our hard work showcased in videos that we can premiere and like do these trips where we can go explore the world and like go to California for two weeks like we did and like it takes money you know and that's not but it also takes hard work which means you filling the role of being the professional being realizing you're in a situation where you're fortunate and then sharing that with anyone around you that's into the same thing you are because they a lot of people just want to like be a part of the world that we're in exactly they're not trying to be pro or whatever they just want to be a part of it and in other sports it's like you don't get to hang out with fucking dennis rodman exactly you're the dennis rodman of skateboarding (laughs) (laughs) that's the nicest thing you've ever said (laughs) you think it's because you have a huge cock just like him massive massive i'm guessing he's proportionate your belly button's super high. You have a long torso. Imagine, I mean, you have long legs. So imagine what else you have. You probably have a kickstand underneath yeah. the hood, huh? It's not that long. <laughs> it's pretty thick. <laughs> well, girthy. <laughs> Dick jokes always go over well on the show. Um, but yeah, so I think like there's a lot of kids that are. I I feel like what happened in the past was that pros and other not even just pros, just people that ride for shops, people that are are investing in skateboarding, people that run skate parks, people that do stuff in skateboarding, I think it's hard to talk to kids. I think it's not easy. I think it's hard because kids have these questions like, do you make a lot of money? And you you have to take like actual time out of your life and be like, look, it's right. not about the money. You have to like talk to a kid yeah. about like a, have an adult conversation with them. And that takes time and effort. And it's like you just want to skate sometimes. Right. Yeah. 
But it's like, as a professional or as someone sponsored or someone in the videos that people are going to, kids are going to be watching and knowing about, whether you're the best or not, they're going to see you and know and be like, you did that, you did that, that's so cool, you got to go to Cali, oh, you get free van stuff or you get all I need stuff. For you to communicate with these kids looking up to you, in some way be a role model. I don't. You don't have to be perfect by any by any means. We're not the NBA or yeah, the NFL yeah, yeah. or anything. But yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I just, I just mean I think it's so important for the older people to talk to the younger people. Yeah, yeah. No matter if the age gap is two years or four, if someone wants to, you know what I mean. Like you're never gonna know what they're gonna take away from what you're saying anyway. They might like you might be really trying to prove a point, but they take away some insignificant detail, but it means something to them. Yeah. And you know you just never know. Yeah. Like, you have nothing to lose by taking a minute and talking to them. I absolutely agree. And then another thing about us talking to them is we can explain what skateboarding is to us. Instead of them yeah. just watching whatever big contest yeah, or whatever the, outside force. Skating we fell in love with, I think, is not skating skateboarding itself, but how skateboarding was when we started. Yeah. Is a lot different than how it is now. Yeah. And you can call it, like, you know, refusing to... You know, conform and fit in. Yeah, you're like you're trying to fight change or any of that, but I think it's really like, this is why I fell in love with this thing. So why not? I want to try to present that side of it to a kid who who doesn't know that that side exists. Existed. Yeah. yeah, like they kid, a lot of kids get into it now because they see it on TV. Yeah, it's like and it's accepted. they see it's not only popular. do they see it on TV, but they see them holding up a hundred thousand yeah. dollar check yeah, and exactly. like only one or two people, but they see it and they go, it it presents that side. It's like wait a wait a minute, just just ride this thing for a while and <laughs> see how you feel about it. Like don't don't think of the end game. Like there was an end game when Never. you started. You weren't gonna make money. Like you you, know? you summed it up when you said it in the beginning of the podcast. You said when I got the board, that was it. Yeah, and I, just, I felt the same way. It wasn't a question of, like, what am I going to be rich or famous or whatever. It was like, how am I going to figure out to do this tomorrow? I just want to do this yeah, tomorrow. like, this is great. <laughs> I just want to keep doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, for presenting that side of it to kids, and I think that's one of the most important roles, like, a skate shop has, is to preserve, you know, whatever kind of skating that they fell in love with and try to and try to present that side of it to kids, you know, whoever yeah. it is. Like, whatever type of skateboarding... I just think it's uh it's important to like to keep that that part of skating alive. Where, yeah. Where it wasn't like a like kid didn't get into it as a career option almost. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't a career choice. It's just like this is fucking awesome. I just got to do this. I don't give a shit about anything else. I work. I work a bad job. I live alone in a tiny apartment. I don't care. I just want to do this. <laughs> like, I know the feeling exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everything that, and, and I'm with you 100% because everything I've ever done hasn't been for profit. It's because it's a need. It's like, this I need in my life. This makes me happy. This is, yeah, it's way more valuable than millions of dollars. Yeah, I'll work full time. I'll, you know, I'll have shitty things. Yeah. You know, I don't need things, really. I, this is enough. This is good. Yeah. If I can do this, I'll, my mind will feel good, like. And, and I, I, that's the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I think skateboarding grown so, grew so big to the point where pros and shops and all these people, and not everyone obviously, but I think like a majority of people, it, there was a flux of cash and a flux of growth in skateboarding, like it exploded. And when that happens, it's easy to sell stuff. 
Yeah. It's easy to do stuff. You don't have. You can be more of a rock star because you don't have to explain to kids because everyone's like, I love it. It's so cool. Whatever. But what happens then is it gets misguided because no one's talking to the kids. No one's building up a next generation of kids to fall in love. There's a bunch of kids coming in waves that are like falling for whatever big contest is selling them some bullshit dream and like some like sport mentality. And you have this crop of kids that are in it being like, oh, this pro is the best because he won something and number one and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like and, and I'm down for skateboards for everyone. There's got to be a side of everything. But for us, we have to talk about our side because our side is like. The essence, the power slides, the fun, the like, the cur- the the community of skateboarding, which in that as a pro, as a pro to pro, I can say that now. We can, we're both pros. Yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, a little weird. <laughs> but as pros, I feel like it's super crucial right now because, yeah, say let's say Rob Deerdick in Street League, Steve Bear, I think got a little mad at me when I call it when I, I didn't mean to like demonize Rob Deerdick in Street League. But what I was trying to say from my perspective was that Rob Deerdick has created this contest and yeah, he hooked up, you know, he's hooked up 10 pros that are making good money. That's awesome. But also I feel like it's misguiding a whole generation of skateboarders. Presented this other, you know, there's like the only top three that can fit on the podium yeah. and it's the same people. So now you got this whole generation of kids wanting to be famous and, you know, and on that, Fox. That and bubble is going to burst at some point. Like those kids who started because they thought they were going to get famous are eventually going to realize that they're not going to get rich. That only people. top three are famous. But at the same time, some kids, you know, will find it who genuinely love it and they'll stick around. And it's just a cycle. Like Skateboarder went through a big, you know, it was huge. The contest before boomed it, before yeah, it. Yeah. died and then it, it's just, it's doing its thing and... You know, the industry will fluctuate with it, and new brands will pop up. It, it creates a lot of new... It's created a shit ton of new companies already. Like the oh, company, yeah. The, you know, cor- corporations getting involved. People get fed up, do a new thing, the corporations leave, and we're left with, like, a fresh, you know... The ashes, and we rise from the ashes. Yeah, like a fresh industry, I guess you could say. And and, and that and that's why I say it's important for us to do this. And, and you know what's funny is, like... The podcast is a great way to do that because we have authenticity in our words and we can share that with skateboarders that are listening nowadays. The dogs are freaking out because my lady's home, so we just got to weather the storm. But actually, Elwood's bark is soothing. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, so I think what I think what's rad about um, not even just skateboarding, but the world right now is like we literally have a voice right now where we can talk. It's like marketing... They can't box skateboarding up anymore because we can have these technologies that we can just, like, get ideas out and get everything out there. And people can pick and choose what they like instead of being, like, looking at one magazine or one video and that's all you know. It's like now you have so many options. And I feel like that's what we wanted growing up is, like, you want skateboarding everywhere and you want different flavors. And, like, it's so cool, man. So on a whole, you feel like it's going pretty well? Skateboarding and... Hell yeah. That's perfect way to sum it up because I, I couldn't agree more. And even the Rob Deerdick Street League and stuff like that, there's always going to be that side of it. I don't yeah, want to boot them out. There's kids out there that want to be number one. Yeah, and it's fine because it just puts further distance between people like us and people like them. And that's cool. If you know, yeah, people yeah. can see a difference, then that's good. People that are into whatever will gravitate towards that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't take away from us. 
if anything, they help us, yeah. and vice versa. And it's, so yeah. You don't like that, and they come to this side, or the side <laughs> if you want to call it that. But the, like, the dark side. We're the dark side. They're the they're the mainstream. <laughs> I want to get some of the street league pros on the podcast. Who should I get? Do you know anyone in the contest? Do you know like any names? Like Chris Cole came to mind. I asked Billy Mark, but he was being a pussy. Fucking, what's that guy's name? On flip. Ben Norborg? No. Is um, he in that shit? <laughs> dude, I don't know. Oh, Luan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. I saw him at Tampa Pro. I bet he'd be down. He's crazy. He's from Brazil, right? Yeah. I bet he'd have some pretty wild stories. Um, okay. Alright, back to the podcast. Sorry, I was losing my train of thought there. Um... So what's next? I know you've been filming for the next video, the All I Need video. Um, yeah. Were you working on something with Justin from Vans? Yeah, they're doing a like a he's doing a flow project for all the Vans flow dudes in the New England area. Sick. So is it so it's gonna be a video project? Yep. Sick. Um, so at this point, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just filming as much as I can until people are ready to you know until All I Need's ready to edit or Vans ready to edit whatever and. Uh, yeah. What's happening, dude? It's like, yeah, I think it's like my neighbors are wilding out over there. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna keep filming, and like I said before, like as far as skating and my skating and my schedule of skating and all that, nothing changes. Keep filming and skating, and same old. Yeah, try to you know try to do it a little better than the last time or whatever. Yeah. Alright, so what if what if tomorrow I call you? No, let's not say tomorrow. What if two months from now I call you and I'm like, look, I had Dyrdek on the podcast. We worked everything out. He actually sent me a, a ring, a DC ring, right? Is I don't know if that's who he rides for, but whatever. We'll just pretend for the sake of the podcast. He sent me a pinky ring, a DC one. I was like, this is sick, bro. I didn't wear it, though. But he sent it to me, and I was like, nice gesture, Rob. And uh, he, he told me on the podcast, he was like, you know what? We like Corey Goonan. We really want him to be in Street League. And we'll pay him. What if he... What if they... I don't know if they make money or not. That's a good question we should find out. But what if he was like... First or last. Doesn't matter. We'll give you five grand to go to two stops. Three stops on the Salt Lake City. Would you consider it? Is it an option? Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to get paid to do what you want to do? I guess. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just skating. Would you start training though? No. What I if you could I, I win? Like, no, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'd go, I'd go skate and, you know, fucking take their five grand, sure. Hell Why yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm hyped on I'm that. I'm not gonna like, you know, I wouldn't promote it because I don't, I don't like it. But I, if they want to give me their money, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Five grand, come skate a skate park with all the pros that yeah. are in street league. Yeah. Going crazy. So, I skated the do tour. Easy question. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. but it's a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I would like to be like, no, fuck that, but like, yeah, I totally would, but I just wouldn't promote it. What would you do with the five grand? I have no idea. Try to save it. There you go. Yeah. So you just got a new car. Yep. Pretty psyched on the Cam Camry, right? Corolla. Corolla. Yeah. That's right, Corolla. Yep. Damn. So that thing, that's pretty mint, though. Yeah. How many miles? Sixty thousand. That's it. Yeah. Dang, that's a that thing's gonna last you forever. Yeah. Are you gonna let it get dirty? No. I'm You're gonna keep the Dunkin' Donuts off the ground? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty like neat and like organized and shit. 
shit. Sick. I'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, <laughs> um, have you read any books lately? Uh, What's the last one you read? I started reading uh, this book called it's called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, and it's about it's this guy he he went through started reading it and didn't finish it. This was like a couple months ago. I haven't had time to read in a while, but. This guy basically lost. He's a paraplegic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he can't. Um, he can't talk, either. He can't communicate. And the he, mute. He, yeah, yeah. He dictated this book to, to. Um, <laughs> Sorry for laughing. <laughs> Go ahead. What? what? Well, I'm just you're like he can't move any of his extremities and he can't talk, but he dictated. <laughs> No, no, he didn't let me finish. Oh, okay, okay. No, the, the way he did it was, um, this lady would, would like, have the alphabet written out or something, and she'd run her finger along it, and when, when she got to the letter that he was looking for, he'd, like, tap her, or he'd do something. I think he could blink. He could blink one eye. That's what, that's what he could do. He, he would blink one eye when she got to the letter, and that's how they wrote the entire he book. He winked his way into yeah, a book. like, all, all letters of the alphabet, she, like, word by word, dude. If you want Holy to do and, shit. She, you know, A, blink, go all the way through to end, blink. Holy shit. Yeah, how yeah. long do you think that took? I don't know, but it's a really good book, too. Super it's, short, two pages? No, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's not long. It's probably 150 pages or something. Yeah, well, you winked the book out. I yeah. mean, yeah. That's amazing. And it's a good, like, it's a good read. What's the book about, though? Is it about it's him? About with his experience. Wow. He's going through, like, his accident and, uh, and everything like that. It's, it's crazy. What's it called again? The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. The Diving Bell and Butterfly. Uh, Sounds sick. Remember his name? He's like this French guy, uh, whatever a French name is. That's my best French I can give you right now. Um, how's it feel? Then you're not going to be skating the New England Am, the second one. I know. Pro now. Fucking weird, dude. I forgot until you told me. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know. I was like, yeah, that's coming up. You're skating that. And I was like, wait. No. It's kind of got me juiced a little because I'm like. If we start having more pros in our area cropping up as skateboarding's growing, because it's definitely growing in New England, like, yeah, sorry about the bugs. Bear with us. We got a couple more minutes, and I got a few more things, so I'm getting bit up too. It got dark while we we're outside, but it was beautiful out, and you can hear the crickets like crazy. Um, yeah, as skateboarding grows in New England, because I I've been to, you've been to California, you've seen how much industry they have out there compared to here, how many brands and how much skate parks and everything they've fully grown skateboarding to like this massive way and in the east coast i can feel something happening right now especially in new england you can just see everything growing and like like i feel like we should do a pro contest as more pros crop up from new england maybe we could do the new england pro and yeah. pro and am yeah, that would be pretty epic yeah. that's that that might be something we have to do um so stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll all work on that. We'll now see. that he said it, he is actually going to do it. it. God damn it. <laughs> Give me some time, though. Like, I, I'll obsess over it for, like, months, and then I'll finally see opportunity, and then I'll just go for it, and then we'll make it work, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Oh, no, this is what, I, this is what it was. Um, I want to ask you about your tattoo on your wrist. Don't try? Yeah, what is that from? It's a Charles Bukowski quote. Author. Yeah. Uh, 
it's basically his uh, interpretation of it was like for art and writing. Like if he tried to, if he was like trying to write, it would never work. Like yeah. You'd have to just you have to just wait for like that inspiration or whatever to come to him. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, his interpretation of it. I kind of I lo- I like the I don't know like the I guess pessimism in it almost yeah uh, uh, well it has like a negative connotation even yeah, though it might but, not be but at the same time it's not it doesn't mean that to me like yeah it basically just means like the you know, because like we talked about before like feeling different or alienated and feeling like you can sometimes feel bad about it yeah you want you like almost feel like you gotta act a certain way to like you have to pretend to, you're not yeah exactly yeah. it's like no don't don't try it's exhausting <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, so that's, like, that's a reminder, I guess, to just, like, do, don't try. Yeah, like, the, it's funny, because I, I say the complete opposite, but it's not contradictory. Like, to me, I'm like, I love people that try. And I always say that. I'm like, I love people that try, because if they're trying, that means that they want to grow and they want to think. Don't, your don't try comes from a different angle, though, yeah, but, but the mean, same I mean, idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's so crazy that you can have two different sayings, but it's like the same right. idea. That's the funny fact. That's funny factor in life. Cool. Well, I think we're good, man. Anything? Uh, anything else? Thank you. Goonin. Fuck, dude. Seriously, again, man. You've helped me as much as I've done for you because you know you've seen this from the beginning. You've seen all I need from the beginning. You know. Yeah. And. You know what it takes and how much effort it takes on everybody's part, and you got you've helped me as much as anything. So thank you. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, social media. You're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Stay goon. Stay goon. Any other ones? Are you doing Twitter at all? No, just Okay. Word. Yeah. Phone number two. It's. Five 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 five. Is that a five? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. If you guys are listening, go to Stay Goon, check out his Instagram, and leave a comment about his cock size. Because we talked about it on here. Just kidding. Definitely spam him, though. Definitely. Everyone leave a comment. Just Please. Yeah. Please. Spam him however you can. Um, word. All right. Well, we love you, motherfuckers. Peace. <laughs> Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Oh, buddy. Hell yeah. Say, come on. To all my people, where you at? Put your fist up. We gon' twist up. Say, come on. Come on. Experience the train. Of thought. Hot for Come on. Experience rocking with the reflection.